Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Bullpen Card Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself and Jared Barnes recapping the most recent week in baseball. We go through all the usual business, the hot and cold teams of the week, some stadium snacks, bleacher creatures, a lot of those, and a lot of other topics as well. We do some Pirates talk, Phillies talk. It was a ton of fun to record. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think in the comments. As always, though, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Search The Bullpen Card on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, Podcoin included. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderblog Sports on Facebook and Instagram, and make sure to let us know what you think in the comments. But enjoy this episode, guys. Here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Card Podcast, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com, the namesake of the podcast feed, the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podcoin. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me live from the command center is my man, Jared Barnes. How are you, my friend? Jordy, welcome, as always, to the command center. We welcome the folks from near and far and near and dear to our hearts all over the place. Welcome to another episode of this. And as always, I love it when people come over, we share. I have some folks coming over here for NBA Finals game number six. Six. The Warriors looking to redeem their 3-1 blown lead by trying to come back and force a game seven after being down 3-1 to the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, not, not the Ocho. They don't go eight. No. But we go eight. We actually go nine in this podcast and sometimes a little more into extra innings. Yes. So... Unlike my softball game last night that I umpired for PSL, that the lights went out in Georgia on us. Yes, we're going to have to. We might have to we, save that. We should have to. We'll, we'll see yeah, what the you, folks we need, think. We need a, a people. Uh, I don't know who's crazy, but we'll we'll come up with a good segment name for it for later. But you know what? Let's. So we're not on a time crunch. Let's get into it, buddy. What are we going to start talking about? This yeah. Season? So a wild week in baseball. A lot going on. The pros really starting to, to dig deep as we're mm-hmm. approaching seventy games in. Yeah. College World Series building up. We're going to start with the hot and cold teams, Jared. I'm going to ask you, you want to start in the AL or the NL? Oh, let's start in the American League, and then I will try to make sure I find the right statistics, as always. <laughs> okay, I will pick mine first, then. I am going to go with the Cleveland Indians. Oh, what? Yeah, I'm going to go with the 6-4 and four over right. their last 10. Not a, not a ton that are sticking out. Nobody that's on a massive streak right now. Well, I'm going with the Indians because this is a team that we've wanted to see a lot out of over the last over the season. They're above 500. They're 34 and 33 at this okay. point. Uh, and you know what? They have themselves an okay week. Six and four last 10 games, like I mentioned. Uh, the bats still trying to figure out their shit, but the pitching has been awesome. And you know what? You take two out of three against the Yankees, mm-hmm. a team, mm-hmm. one of the best in the American League, at home. Nearly took them out on yep. Sunday, too, over their weekend series. Um, the the troubling thing they they lose a seven two game last night to the Cincinnati Reds mm. a team that not the greatest or can be at times yeah. offensively I should I should correct myself there but a pretty decent week out of them there they travel to Detroit and to Texas for their next seven games go. and then they play Detroit three more times so their next ten games against some weaker opponents so hopefully we see them 
build a little bit of momentum, try to make this race in the American League Central a little more exciting. Well, Jordy, if I'm taking a look at an American League team, um, unfortunately, one of the bottom of the barrel right now, and they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. They're a cold team. They are very, very cold. Uh, they are the, the Kansas City Royals. Okay. Uh, the Royals are, are live in Detroit tonight. You're looking live, as Brent Musburger used to say. Yes. Um, and we've talked about it before. When you have a negative run differential, that's usually a telltale sign. Now, taking a look here, Detroit's negative 111. Kansas City's negative 72. So there might be a tie tonight in this game. Yeah. Who, who knows what might happen here? They have a record of 21 and 46, which it's, it's very surprising. Uh, one of the things I will have to say tonight is it's interesting for if you take a look at Kansas City um, playing Detroit tonight. Where are they playing tonight, buddy? They're actually playing in Omaha, as we've discovered. Is that copyrighted by Peyton Manning? Are we allowed to say Omaha? I think as long as we don't say it in that in the with the cadence of the hard last syllable, that I think we're okay. okay. I think we avoid that. That's probably good then. And I'm gonna, you know, it, it's it's surprising to see the Royals. Uh, they've they've ebbed and flowed over the last couple years, and you know their last game they did lose to Detroit three to two. Um, as a, it was uh, Ramirez who took the win for Detroit. Deakman took the loss for the Royals. Um, the game before they did beat Detroit. So, all right, you know, you see some floundering there. Uh, but the series before that, they lost to the White Sox. They actually they took, they took one out of the three games. So, not having a good streak. It, it's unfortunate yeah, it's beca- because with the Royals, they were a good team for a while. Yeah, and it's funny. So, they lose a lot of guys in free agency, sort of the tail, tail yep. the tape of the, of the yep. Kansas City Royals. But they've acquired guys throughout the years. They got Jorge Soler, yep. who's actually having a pretty good year. Batting 244, yep. but for the power numbers he's putting up, 17 homers, 47 ribbies right now. You know, it's it's kind of what you're paying for with yeah. him. And I wouldn't be surprised, and I'd want to hear your opinion on this and, and anybody else that you'd th- want to see potentially on the trade the trade market, but I wouldn't be surprised to start hearing his name flow around, around July 1st rolling out. Um Pitchers, I don't know because their pitching staff's pretty, yeah. pretty shitty. But is there anybody else that you might think would be would be thrown out there? I, you know, I, not being a real AL insider whatsoever, yeah. I really can't tell you who it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I will have to say, and I just want to put this up just for the the sight of it all. Bobby Witt Jr. was the number two pick in the draft. They signed him. So, I mean, he's he's a shortstop. He's a shortstop yeah. of the future, quote-unquote, as we yeah. like to say this, this that. This is sort so of that, that ebb and flow of their exactly. cycle. And exactly. one, one way they could open that up, he's more of a second baseman and outfielder. But Whit Merrifield, yeah. he's having a kind of a down year, I think, though. Yeah. He's a name you could see float out there. Alex Gordon, who, yep. of course, was the one. Not playing tonight due to a bad shoulder. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so banged up a little bit. Um, that's interesting. He's played most of their games, but um, that's good to know. Yep, Jared on the wire. Now I'm trying, but I'd be no. I'd be interested though in, in really seeing if they start to figure out we can sell sooner. We can try to get some some assets for this and really build out that way because that's some way. Obviously, having the number two pick in the draft is huge. It and, absolutely is. And building in the center of your infield is great as well. Yeah, but we're you know reacquiring some assets that you might have overstepped a little bit when you went out and got guys like Johnny Cueto and the World Series runs and stuff like that. Exactly. Obviously, that was four years ago now that they've since they've won it, but it'll be very fun to if you're a fan of the trade deadline and now yes. with the new rules. July is going to be a fun month to be to watch transactionally yeah. 
for hockey, for basketball, yep. and baseball as well. So baseball is really putting themselves in the forefront there. Exactly. Do you have a hot team for the American League? Oh, the hot teams in the American League. Let's go into the... Oh, we'll go with them. All righty. Houston Astros. There you go. You know, the Astros are 7-3 and three in their last uh, 10 games. They have a losing streak of Un, uh, plus 96 run differential overall, 46-23. and 23, um, Behind probably a team you may pick as a hot team with their record with 45-22. and 22. <clears throat> I'll leave that as a teaser, and I might just tease enough that you might not even pick them. Well, I already picked, I picked Cleveland as my hot team. Oh, I'm screwing yeah. up already. Damn it. I don't even know what I'm doing right no, now. No, it's all good. It's I'm all just, good. I'm on Mountain Dew and Pixie Sticks right now. You want to know what's funny, though, about their one loss? Have you, you seen the line on it? No, Justin I Justin Verlander pitched last night. All right. Dominant night from him against the Milwaukee Brewers. Normally good. 15 Ks. <laughs> yeah. And they Jeez. couldn't pull it out. They went to extras. Oh. ESPN kept cutting to the game, or kept cutting away from this game to look at other extras, including your your Pirates against the Braves. Wolf. Yeah, it was, it was a game I threw on ESPN just to like watch SportsCenter after, yeah. the, after Game 7, the Cup Finals ends and all that. And this game's still going on. And it seems, you know, the Astros seemed like they wanted to pull ahead. And obviously the Brewers ended up pulling that out. So... Taking a taking a step back, and you're talking about Verlander's 15 strikeouts. Yep. What was interesting about them? Tell me. All swinging. Wow. All 15 strikeouts were swinging, and actually, throughout the whole game, it actually tied a club record of 24 strikeouts wow. for a game. So you know, it tied the ballpark mark. Um, Verlander. It's it's just it's so interesting that. You have a guy like that, he found his resurgence going there, just like his counterpart, Garrett Cole. Yep. Garrett Cole left the Pirates. The Pirates weren't going to pay him worth a damn. Goes to Houston, and he had, a, what, a 15 or 16 strikeout game last year, too, which was yeah. utterly ridiculous. A, crazily enough, he leads the, the Astros in strikeouts, five more than Verlander wow. at 130, and one less start, but he's also pitched 20 less innings. Garrett Cole's pitched eight, or 16. <clears throat> 84.2, Verlander's at an even 100.2, yeah. uh, so not so even there. But, um, yeah, I mean, the one-two punch that you have there and the offense getting it going, this is something Greg and I talked about a lot at the beginning of the season yep. when they were so cold. Um, I think he had them as their hot team last week. Uh, but, yeah, their, their bats are starting to figure it out. Jose Altuve is starting to do rehab assignments, so hopefully he comes back soon. Brantley's leading the team with a 316 Yeah, average. Brantley, I mean, and what a month Springer. he's Boy, had. Yeah. It's been unreal to see. So, yeah, that awesome pick there, Jared. And I will give my cold team of the week. Um, you mentioned the Royals. I'm going to go cold-blooded. It's tough because the team with the worst, quote-unquote, streak in the American League right now is Tampa Bay, but they're 6-4 and four in their last yep. 10. I don't normally like to kick on teams when they're down, but I'm going to go with Toronto. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. Are you just uh, saying that because of the game tonight? Maybe, maybe that's why they're in the back of my head. Yeah, maybe subconsciously. Three and seven though in their last ten games. Uh, their real their pitching staff is really bleeding all over the place. But despite the fact that their offense has actually been not as as bad as you would have thought they would coming into the year, and they're they're still second to last in the American League in runs scored. Um, yeah, they they are thirtieth in batting average, which Ooh. is kind of. When you look at having finally caught a Vlad Guerrero Jr. and him yep. and what he's been doing, it's kind of what you've seen and out of him. It's kind of this microcosm yeah. of a 250 team striking out a lot. 
decent amount of homers. The ratio of homers to RBI, mm-hmm. not the greatest. And that's kind of what you see out of the team in general. You have guys like Justin Smoke who are really hitting the ball yep. well. And he's a guy that you might see on the trade, deadline, yep. the trade market. But that pitching staff, I mean, there's their stats in terms of rankings aren't as bad as their offense. But it's really the reason why that, they're, that they can go glacially cold. So, interestingly enough, it's going to be pre-Bucko talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blues picked up Nick Kingham this evening. Blue Jays, you mean? The, yeah, the no. Jays, excuse me. Blue, no. blue. Oh, talking about being on your mind. Yeah. Um, oh, oh. You know, you, you I know. don't think they've slept in the last 24 hours. I don't hours. think the so St. Louis Blues were talking no. about. Uh, Kingham, both from the bullpen and has, is a starter. You know, they acquired him for a cash consideration. Okay. So, the Buckos got some cash. Probably ended up being about $13. Because we're usually very good on those deals, or a bag of baseballs. But I digress. Um, so it's really good for them because uh, the the team right now is really going through some trepidation with their pitching. Um, you know, adding once again uh, to the uh, Luciano head to the injured list with elbow inflammation. You and I have elbow inflammation every week after softball. So we're I mean elbows, we're, knees, and pick toes, a joint, yeah. knees and toes, pick a joint, and I'm. Probably a little swollen. Exactly. Ooh, how you doing? So I tried to flex my... Uh, I, I like that. It was nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, that's... But that's some good news there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, I'm sure the cash considerations of, of dumping guys and yeah. in, the, in the midst of it. It's, it's a smart move of, yeah. of trying to make a little bit of moves now because I think those cash moves will probably mm-hmm. come before the big player moves with the single deadline yeah. now and, and everything surrounding that. I think just how that's all going to work out Probably is what we're going to see up until the All-Star break, I would think. And this might be another game that ends in a tie tonight. They are playing the Baltimore O's. Uh, they are 21-46. and 46. The Orioles? Yes. Where, where is it? Is it on the road or is it? They are in Camden Yards, not Camden, oh, New Jersey. So, so the battle between a 12-21 and 21 road team and a 9-24 and 24 home team in Baltimore. Well, I mean. Baltimore has more wins on the road than they do at home. You know, and I mean, it's top second. Yeah, with with no score to the game right yeah. now. Yeah. So, so let's move over to the NL. Okay. You want me to go first? Or you got a team. Oh, we're. Hmm. I'm going to go with one that we're probably going to talk about a little bit because the Pirates just got done playing them, and the <laughs> Phillies are about to play them. But I got to give credit where it's due to the Atlanta Braves. Winners of seven straight, eight of their last ten. Uh, the second National League team to hit 40 games. Mm-hmm. The Braves have been in, on. An absolute tear. They have eight and two. Yeah, I mean, to to say the least. And offensively, they're starting they're starting to come into their own. They're coming mm-hmm. back to what we saw last year. Guys like Ronald Acuna hitting the absolute cover off the ball. Oh yeah, had a grand slam earlier this week. A walk off home run. Really, really playing well. Brian McCann in a platoon catcher spot is batting nearly two eighty. He has five homers, 24 rupees. Mick Marcake is doing exactly yep. what they thought they were going to do. Freddie Freeman. He's having a really good, really, quiet, really good year. Season. Yeah, so it's funny. With first baseman around the National League, Goldschmidt makes a lot of noise mm-hmm. having been you know coming to a new team, not having the greatest year, but still making a lot of noise. Ring my Rick, bell, Josh Bell. Josh Bell and Pete Alonzo. Yep. Two out-of-nowhere seasons. Josh Bell, just because you weren't expecting it. Not Pete Alonzo's a rookie, so you definitely weren't yep. expecting it unless you're really dialed yep. into the Mets farm system, which I think there's a decent amount of the listeners who might be on this podcast. 
And then obviously Anthony Rizzo with the Cubs. Oh, yeah. And he always brings a lot of attention. Freeman's a guy, though. Greg, I think, picked him as his NL MVP. Really? And it was a – and I think he even said at the time, because I picked Chris Bryant, and he said, you know, there's going to be a lot of those sexy picks out there. Cubs players, Cardinals players, Brewers players, anybody on the Dodgers. But Freddie Freeman, especially if he carries the team like he oh, yeah. has been all year, and now the rest of the team is really starting to hit well around him, yeah. most of their starters are hitting above 250. And, That's and, the great thing about this is that they're it's a good lineup. It's a really good lineup top to bottom. They're getting consistent they're getting consistently on base. All of them have yeah. on base percentages above 320, which is probably the even more impressive yeah. number. It, it is. I mean, I'm taking a look right Five now. Five guys with more than 10 homers too. So I mean, they're they're doing it all. They're figuring they out are. how to how to move guys around the diamond. I would just be happy if Josh Donaldson would get a new fucking haircut. What, does he still? He still got like that the um, the uh, the Ooh. wild thing Vaughn going on yeah, right. it's with the, like a little bit of a like a mullet at the end. Yeah. Not a fan of it, but you know what? When you can play third base and look like a stud like that, yeah. go for it. Um, and I mean Nick Markakis. Nick Markakis is just a consistent yeah. and Dan B. Swanson too, just consistent players. Yeah, Swanson is finally coming into his own and really really doing well. This was something that Braves fans have been waiting for for a while because he. He and Albies, who both have, who both had a slow start to the year, yep. really found themselves. Um, and Acuna's just been yep. lights out, like we mentioned. Their pitching staff, I think, has room to work with, and I think that's probably the best thing you can say exactly. because they really had a they had a very very tough start to the year. Um, obviously, they picked up Dallas Keuchel. Mm-hmm. We didn't really talk about that last week because it actually happened yeah. post Greg and I recording last week's podcast. So we'll see how that how that translates for their team, how the rest of their staff responds to it, if it helps carry them, yep. which way does it go. But he had to give credit where it's due for the Atlanta Braves. So my both of my picks here, hot then cold, will be in the central. Cause, All right. Because I'm a homer. I'm not going to pick the one team you think I'm going to pick, okay, yeah. as always, the Cubbies. I'm actually going to go with the Brew Crew. And the Brew Crew... Yeah. No, no, it's a solid pick. That was, was going to be mine if you'd pick the Braves. Yeah, I mean, the Brew Crew... It's one of those where we talked at the beginning of the year with the NL Central preview that it was going to be a division of parity. And it really has been through the beginning of the year. And it will be all year, which back in the day would never come that way. So you take a look at the team from top to bottom. I mean, other than the guys that have like one or two at-bats, you know who's leading the team right now. It's Christian Yelich, the MVP. He is such, I mean, I watch him play and I think about what he grew in through, through the Marlins organization. And it was just, his swing is so sweet. He's a man rocket. Bernie Brewer got a hard on for him. I mean, who done? He he just put that team on his shoulders. And then you take, you got Woodruff batting 323. Burns is hitting 286. And Grandal, what a great catcher. I mean, I look at him and I, I... since I've unreal. moved to Philly, unreal. I've watched more baseball because of us talking about baseball and that, and I get to see a lot of the teams, which is great. And just to see them going through and how I'm just very impressed by the team. And in, in, in Hira, I hope I pronounced his name right. Since they called him up, I actually watched that first game, him against the Phils. He's built like McCutcheon. Yep. Bigger lower body, quick hands through the zone. Going to be the second baseman of their future. I yeah. think they can keep this kid for a while. I, I think so, too. I think it's it's going to be one of those where, watch out. The, the Brewers are going to be 
tops of the division all year. It's it's between yeah, the it's, three teams. It's just going to keep it's going to be it's going to be really interesting. And, and the Cardinals right now have a little bit of work to do. The Cubs, like yes. you mentioned, you could have picked them. And that's a, yep. that's a solid pick. Um, yeah, I mean, and then. They're doing exactly what they need to do. Their offense is firing on all cylinders. Their pitching staff is going to be what it is. It's going to be inconsistent. If they step it up a little bit, though, they could probably hit the gas a little bit and, and to he, separate themselves. Exactly. And I just want to read you a headline here as we're looking. Sure. Crew wins in 14 despite quote-unquote weird baseball things. Yeah. Uh, Brewers came 14 times and they still won. Yeah. Once again, this, it sounds like the Scotty Caparizzo game that I've mentioned no. several times before. Eighteen walks, eighteen strikeouts. Yeah, did you have a? Did you see the the weird is a generous way to put this? The Marlins tried to, or the Brewers and the Marlins played each other about a week ago, and they were trying to chirp each other on Twitter. And they said the the Brewers said, "Hey, thanks for Yelich." The Marlins said, "Hey, thanks for fifteen runs." And the Mar- then the Brewers. Because the Marlins beat them fifteen to two a couple yeah. weeks. Uh, this was like a week and a half ago, and then they the I think the Brewers won like ten nothing. There, there was a very weird interaction going around on Twitter there. But yeah, I mean, this is like you said, this is exactly what we're going to see, and I'd like to see it more Brewers and Cubs, just because yeah. the Cardinals, the Phillies have played them twice. So I've seen them a little bit. You've probably seen them a little more. Yeah, but they just their pitching staff just isn't where comparatively where they should be offensively. Yeah. They should they should be like the Brewers of being able to, to pump out maybe not at the same clip because they're yep. top to bottom they're just not the same team as the Brewers even with Paul Goldschmidt but their pitching staff should be better so they should be a little bit closer to the Cubs I think yeah. but I'd rather see a Cubs Brewers the Cardinals kind of float around in that wild card two spot yep. and it depends because the Phillies and Brewers are in a battle right now they are they and it's are. Re- right now it's forming a four team race with the with the St Louis Cardinals four and a half games out. On this, not on the seeds two through five in the NL. Yeah. So, and uh, we'll see. They play the Giants this evening out in uh, San Franny. Uh, so San that, Fran. That'll be their game tonight, Davies against Pomerantz. Um, I'm going to have to recant my pick of the Brewers as my hot team because they have a fanny pack night coming up the 23rd. Oh! Who's it sponsored by? Uh, you know what? By Let's Wally go World? through it. Let's go through it. Let's go through it. Coming up. Uh, courtesy of the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Oh, Wismill? Wismill used to be an, a quality upset pick in the NCAA tournament. That's what I, how I learned about upsets. They beat like Gonzaga in like, uh, the second round. You know how I learned about upsets? They have a fanny pack night. Huh. <laughs> That's great. Who's your hot team? Or your cold team? My cold team, Jared. I am going to go. We're going to save, the, we'll save the, the Pirates for Pirates Talk. Thank you. I'm going to go with the San Diego Padres. I think this is the second week oh, in a row I picked fathers. them. Also, the Madres on Mother's Day, and they lost the rights to the to the Padres Twitter domain. Name. Sounds like half half of our childhood. Sometimes yeah. we're just disappointed. Yeah. Oof. Jeez. Yeah, losers of four straight. They've really oh. sunk into a, a serious negative run differential. Um, losers of, of of seven of their last ten, and you know, I think this is what we <laughs> what we. Would, we thought we were going to see out of the out of the Padres. We were who they thought they were. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny though. Like their pitching staff has been great to start this year, but offensively they've come almost to a screeching halt since blowing that the three run seventh inning lead to the Phillies last week. Yeah, and that's not meant to be as a as a Phillies brag because the Phillies certainly mm-hmm. there's a lot we need to talk about. But I mean Fernando Tatis, he was banged up a yep. little bit, but he's had a pretty great year. And then it's really it, get, it 
it gets into a stretch because you have guys, you have two guys that are almost at 20 homers in Fran Mal Reyes, mm-hmm. Fran Mille, and Hunter Renfro, not the ba- football player, the baseball player. It's a little oh. fun tailgate I joke. thank you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they also have five guys with over 10 homers. And it's, it's, they should, they, if they could hit for average, yeah. in theory, they score way more runs. Just it's just you know that's how baseball works. But they can't. Manny Machado's batting two is batting two forty despite having thirty three ribbies and ten and ten RBI. He's nearly at sixty strikeouts. Will Myers, a guy yeah, who should be way say that. way yes. better, yes. is batting two nineteen with eleven homers and barely any ribbies, which is astounding to me. And he's at eighty four strikeouts. And when I you mean, got a guy like Kinsler Kinsler on your team too, yeah. who is just steady. Yeah. You can start to see the decline in his career, unfortunately. Yeah. Which I said, I said, to, I forget who I said this to when the Phillies played them a couple weeks ago. I forgot they got him, and that's just because he's gone completely out of it. And yeah. it was kind of that way with the Red Sox. Greg and I talked about that a lot in the playoffs mm-hmm. last year. But he, you know, yeah, it's a bummer to see. I mean, and this you, team on paper, you thought maybe they'd make a little bit of noise. The Dodgers didn't start yeah. hot, and obviously they did. But the Padres were right around there because of how great their pitching staff had been. Yeah. And now it's it's. It's a bummer because a lot of these guys that are on the team that are having these great starts, like a Chris Paddock yep. or Kirby <clears throat> Yates. I mean, Yates was probably going to get traded anyway because they're going to they were going to be falling out. They weren't going to be in contention for a playoff spot. But I mean, now you might hear hear about some of these guys potentially being on the trade talk line. So who knows? And I mean, your your two pitchers with over 70, 71 and seventy two innings pitched have five wins apiece. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, I think that's more of a byproduct of the lack of runs scored because four eleven in today's today's starter with a four eleven average because they pitch so many less innings. So in other words, a kid just can't yeah. lower the ERA enough. I mean, that's the, you know the, you'll take that if you have a solid enough bullpen, which they do. They have a good bullpen. It's just it's a bummer. It's a bummer yeah. to see that that you can't pick up quality pitching. You can't your bats can't pick up quality pitching that way. But who do you got for cold team? I said we'll keep it in the central and we'll go to everybody's favorite bottom dweller uh, because we have to, we have to save our respective teams for yeah. for our respective talk. Yeah, the Red Stockings. Yeah, They're the originals. You yeah. know when you when you I mean Cincinnati, man oh man, I they are they're four and six in their last ten. They have one win. They have a plus thirty seven run differential. They're thirty and thirty six. Um, Man, Another team, though, great pitching staff. Oh, they absolutely just run do. just offensively. It's either great or it's abysmal. They're very yeah. Jekyll and Hyde when it comes that way. It's, I mean, once again, oldest team in baseball. Yep. You know, going at it, though, I believe it's – please, Jordy, re-rack. Um, you know, they, they're not the worst team in the Central right now. They have a 455 winning percentage. Um, they're 15 and 15 at home. They've lost six more games on the road, uh, 15 and 21. I think that one of the issues I can say with the Reds this year is, grazie, senor. Um, you take a look at who we are. You know, I guess this is Reds country or something like that. When your top average on your team is Inglesias, your shortstop, at 297. Nobody is higher than 297 on the team. Yeah, Eugenio Suarez, who you'd expect you. to be. Batting way higher than 260 is batting that way. And he, otherwise, he's having actually a pretty solid year. He has yeah. an on-base percentage of nearly 340. Mm-hmm. Um, and think about that. If his batting average was was even 290, 
30 points higher. His on-base percentage is probably closer to 400 because you think he's probably seeing it a little better, walking a little more, a little better mm-hmm. as well. But alas, 15 homers, 42 yeah. ribbies, solid power numbers, but then he's striking out a ton. And I don't know if that's a byproduct of just the rest of his team also striking out a lot and seeing where these got you know where the rest of the team is, is kind of fall, falling on that on that sense uh it's it's a bummer it's a, it's it's just it's tough to see Puig Votto Dietrich Dietrich has 17 home runs mm-hmm. Puig has 11 and Votto has 6 and 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 it's the it's the Joey Votto of old the skinnier old version. Of yeah, he had a nice. He's there, he had the nice go ahead hit against yep. the Phillies on Sunday to help send him ahead, avoid but, the sweep. Uh, man, I just there is a lot of potential there, but I think I really have to say they are a team where they're in their damn heads. They're trying to be too much. You got Dietrich flexing after each home run. You got Puig doing the same thing, and I can't believe they yeah. named Puig an assistant captain. He got an A on his jersey. Oh wow! Yeah, exactly. And Joey must not wear that on the road because I didn't. I don't think I noticed that. Yeah, I saw it at home. But then it. I don't know, man. It's you would think the teams would be a bit better, and we'll just go to pitching real quick here. Um, yeah, their pitching staff has been uh, awesome. I, I mean, Castillo, eighty-one innings pitched. He has a two. Castillo legitimately is probably going to be a, a hot commodity oh, at the God, trade yes. deadline. Because he's he's been doing this silently for yeah. the last couple of years, of having a pretty yeah. having a pretty you know pretty decent year of being able to put up numbers. One hundred nine whip. Yeah, one hundred nine whip. Career one fifteen. I mean, he's last year was kind of a bit of a blip for yeah. it. Seventeen though. Granted, he paid half the season, yeah. but still a pretty good year. I th- you know it's just where their pitching staff is. I think. Offensively, if they just do a little bit more, maybe they're right back into this. But I, I think this is around the same time that we see every year, the last couple of years of the Reds, that they that they make that turn downward. And I mean, this is a team who's only five, three games back of the of the Cardinals right now. And I know. I mean, it's tough though when when basically you almost have to disqualify the Miami Marlins offensively. They're, yeah, yeah. In lap, they're in the second to last team in the in the National League. But you, with only San Francisco, who isn't that much ahead offensively of Miami, I'm just realizing. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, buddy. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you when you when your team has let up by far the fewest runs in the NL, or not by far the Dodgers are six more, but uh, the Dodgers basically you have to throw them out when you're talking about this, even though they they're the lowest in the National League in terms of ERA. Um, and runs against total. Yep. I don't know. Uh, you want to do Phillies talk or, or let's go with Pirates we're, we're at home today, so you're always at home when we're here. So please. All right. Yeah. So the Phils. We mentioned it a lot. They played the Reds last weekend. Yep. One, two out of three. Kind of a bummer of a of a end of the game. We actually were watching it together on Sunday. Joey Votto had that go ahead hit. They end up falling. He pops. They pop out the final run in foul territory. Yeah. Damn uh, it. It was a little tough. It was a little tough. But then they, the Diamondbacks come to town Monday night. Major League record set: thirteen home runs between the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. Crazy. After, after a delay, so you would think like these players might be a little tight. Probably why the pitchers were a little a little tough. But the bats came out to play, um, and it's it's tough. The Phillies put up eight runs, and you have to think. Wait a minute, you didn't think Citizens Bank Coors Field was a good name for it that night? Yeah, it could have been. 
But, you know, I'm normally on a night like that, you would think that they can put up, that they would win that game, just the pitching was so abysmal. As a result of that, Jared Eikhoff gets moved to the bullpen. So the Phillies' starting staff is still a little bit up in the air. It needs to be solidified a little bit. I'd move him just on the, sh- the sheer fact that he spells Jared really Giraffe. wrong. Giraffe. He spells it bass backwards, J-E-R-A-D. Yeah. Even if you put two and two R's in there, buddy, it'd still yeah, be bass it's, it's, it's very strange. So was there Tuesday night, the only win of the series, spoiler alert for last night, but solid 7-4 victory. Yep. Jake Arrieta, great start for him. Yep. Offensively really putting it up. Uh, and then last night, maybe one of the quickest baseball games I've seen. 2 nothing loss. Yeah. Zach Eflin goes eight innings, puts up a nice night for my fantasy team. Not, not, a, bad. not a big deal for yeah. those that, that really give a shit about it. Um, but yeah, they lose 2 nothing, and it's it's one of these games that the Phillies put up, these duds offensively that they have found themselves prone to, that they... For whatever reason, the bats just go right to bed. They shrink. Yeah. Hats for bats keeps bats warm. It, that must be it. All the coconut oil you can have with Gabe the Babe, and they shrink on that it. That must be it. But, I mean, we now go to Atlanta. Yep. You're down a game and a half back because the Pirates lost today yep. in the division. And I don't think it's not time to hit any sort of panic button because the pitching staff is going to figure itself out. I think I think Eikhoff's probably going to be coming back to the rotation. Uh, the Phillies have experimented once earlier this year with the opener strategy. Yeah, it seemed to be okay. That part of that was was so that Cole Irvin didn't have to immediately go out and face the Dodgers right away. They could start him a little, ease him in a little bit better. Um, Arietta's looked a little bit yeah. better as the season's gone on. Yeah. Nola's starting. Looks like he's starting to figure it out. How's Vinny been doing since they moved him to the pen? He's actually been great since they moved him to the bullpen. Um, yeah, he's. Because he's a starter by trade, he's able to eat up a couple innings yep. here and there, which has been a lot of the Phillies' problem, is that yeah. Gabe ends up using too much of the pitchers that guys who are supposed to be on the back yep. end end up getting used in the sixth or seventh yep. inning. And then in a game when they actually need them in a save situation, they're not available. Obviously, with a lot of different injuries to guys like Pat Neshack yep. and a number of these different guys, it's, it's tough. Hector Neris has really stepped up big, really, since last September. and That's probably going to be a point I'll continue to make. But we need to see a little more consistency, I would say. But I think that's going to figure itself out. And offensively, if this is the bottom of the barrel right now in the yeah. season where they go to sleep, we have these shit games, then we're going to be absolutely fine. I think you're going to be okay yeah. before we talk about my team. And, I mean, it's – I'll tell you what. The Phils have been a fun team to watch. Um what a pickup with Bruce. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, and that's the crazy thing. So, Jay Bruce was supposed to be a bench player because Adam Hazley gets hurt upon Jay Bruce's arrival in San Diego last week. He's been starting and has been on an absolute tear. He's batting three thirty three with yep. the Phillies, five homers. And they today traded for a guy named Brad Miller from the Yankees, yep. an infielder. Uh, he's played for a number of different teams throughout his career. Seattle played the last three years, three, two and a half for Tampa Bay before going over to Milwaukee. Uh, and, you know, he's a career 240 hitter. All right. So And, you know, n- not a ton of homers. He did have one 30 homer year. All right. So you can see a little bit of a pop on the bat, but definitely a good pickup to add a little bit of depth. And he's going to be a solid, <clears throat> a solid defensive glove. So if somebody needs a spot start, Cesar, Gene Segura, you can insert him into the lineup there, maybe put him towards the bottom of it, and he'll be an average guy. I mean, especially where 
you're looking at Kingery playing in, playing center field right now. And if if and when Roman Quinn gets healthy, he started a, he started a rehab assignment. So maybe you see him move to third base. Yeah. You see what happens with Sean Rodriguez if you yep. move him, keep Franco on the bench as a power bat, as the outfielders start to get healthier, yep. maybe then Jay Bruce moves. Yep. It'll be very, very intriguing to see how this team moves around because when guys that you have had to option because of either acquisitions or they just haven't been panning out, like Nick Williams, who yeah. actually bums me out a lot. I was a big Nick Williams guy really through the start of this year, and really he's just had a, he's had a tough, tough 2019 I was actually talking to somebody at the Phillies game about this on Tuesday, a guy who happened to be keeping score next to me when we were doing standing room only. There you go. Uh, and it, it was just a – I don't know if it's – if that, but having to platoon the last couple of years because he can't hit left-handed yep. pitching, messed with his head a little bit, and then the pickup of Bryce Harper really started to mess with his head. But I don't know. He's batting sub-Mendoza sub line, only one homer, when normally he's a pretty good option against righty, righty pitching. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens as guys start to get healthier, which, fingers crossed, that starts to figure itself out, obviously. No, no more cuts for the year, and that's a huge loss. Still, you can vote for him on your all-star ballot, though. You could. Bad, bad look, though. What, that he's still on the ballot? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how that technically works. I mean, I think I think the Phillies actually had to, had to like, really petition to get Odubel Herrera off of it, which is a really bad we're look not gonna. That. We're really not going to talk into No, 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 yeah, we're not going to yeah, jump. What do you mean? Up. We've... I mentioned it. It's a terrible situation that he Yikes. put himself into, and that's all I'm going to say about that again. And I mean, ugh. anyway, so they so they go to Atlanta this weekend. That's going to be an incredibly important series. Then immediately after they play on Sunday, we'll hop to Washington for a four game set. There you go. Uh, the next four games for Bryce Harper back in Washington probably won't be as popular as the first first three where, that were on ESPN and showed the booing. Of which a, a good friend of ours was in attendance and texted me after the first two strikeouts he had and didn't after the home run. So, whoops. So, so what happened there? But anyway, uh, a road week and then next Friday returned home against the Marlins. So this would be a nice test for the Phils. See how they do on a divisional road trip. They haven't had a ton of division games recently. A lot of yeah. AL teams, a lot of Western teams. So I'm excited to see what they do. I mean. We'll talk about disappointment tonight. The softball got canceled, but we just got an AccuWeather alert for a flash flood warning this evening. Uh-oh. It's pissing rain outside, folks, so you're you're in here warm and cozy with us. Well, actually, cool, it's AC time. Yeah. But talking about other disappointments, let's talk about home. All right, let's talk about the, let's talk about the Pirates. Woof. It's very sad. Yeah, so this would, if, if it was me and Greg, this would have been a cold team of the week, but as you, you like to keep to the, we keep, we save the, our teams for talk. Greg, Greg likes to sneak in the Red Sox, the hot team, or, or a hot player. Oh. So, you know, I'm not saying Greg doesn't follow the rules, but he, he doesn't keep to the high standards that we have. Well, uh, oh, buddy, I have to put an address in right now. We have an Uber Ubering guest Ooh. right now. All righty. So I'll, yep. I can introduce. We're, now we're back. All right. Last yeah. in your NL Central. Yeah, losers of seven straight. Put the pillow behind my back with the Pirates P. If you hey, turn it, okay. If you turn it sideways, we'll leave that up to imagination. Oh, it looks like Oklahoma. Yes. Actually, you know what? That's pretty good. I yeah. didn't think of that, but I yeah. like it. We're something about the playing. Easy. Easy. It's a hand that gesture. Was to, uh, that was hand meant hand. to be more flip, flipping the oh. pan. Flipping the pan. Oh, it's flipping something. Uh, yeah, buddy. I mean... Squatty jetpacks. Yeah, they were... We have the replay of we last the, night's yeah. Phillies game on. We do. We do. The disappointment. And unfortunately, the umpire, two blown calls in a row. First, he was out. But then he was safe. Yeah. This time, 
he will be out. He should be not out. safe. And we're going to see. Yep, there you go. I will say Joe Musgrove, he got chased in the fifth today from the Braves. Musty was suspended a game because he threw, there was yeah. a little throwing match. I want to ask, why do the Pirates want to fight everybody? That's my first question. The battle in Buckos, Jordy. Welcome to you're from Pittsburgh. You want to fight everybody. I thought that was our job as the of the major cities yeah, in Pennsylvania. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I digress. Maybe it's just Pennsylvania. I tell we you, should what. just be the thug, the thug state. Not, Leaving that alone, no, we, you no longer have a friend in Pennsylvania. You do not in the Commonwealth <laughs> at all. Musgroves is a beast of a person. No batting gloves. He's a pitcher that can hit for power. Yep. Um, but you don't. You you can't. He's not a guy that you're going to intimidate. So, uh, great series coming up, Jordy. We'll talk about that series first. We're playing the Marlins. So, if you want to see some shit baseball, get ready for it. Over, under, oh, buddy. attendance for a Saturday night 6 o'clock game on a June day in Miami. Miami, 13 people. Yeah, that's a fair number. I'm going to still take the under. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Guys and gals out there, as much as I love my buckos and I got a black or yellow and gold, yellow and gold, yellow and black shirt on right now, woof. I mean, it is it is a very interesting time right now when you have just just so many different things going on right now with the Bucks. Um, with really, you know, your highlight this year is is Josh Bell, JB, my namesake at first base. Great kid. He's really coming to his own this year. My dad keeps telling me to take a look at his dad. His dad played football. Really? At professional football. Big man. Bell has grown into that. I think he had in a week or it was either in a week or two weeks, he had two balls into the Allegheny River. There you go. Um, that's just amazing. If you hit a ball into the Allegheny, it's I forget what it actually is. Um, I think it's about 430-some-odd, 460 feet on a fly. No. That's a shot and a half. That and th- and I think there's only been about 12 all-time, maybe 15. He has two this year. There you go. Not bad. Are the boat gators, are they going out to get the ball? I, there's like two people in kayaks. No. It ain't like when Barry Bonds was in McCovey Cove. Well, I, well so I when I saw the Rolling Stones at Heinz Field, they had, there were boat gators on the Allegheny River. Oh, yeah, buddy. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Jordy, not to make you afraid, but there are actual gators they're catching right now. They've caught two in the last week back home. People were leaving their pet gators out into the river. Yes. Yes. That's incredible. Yeah. Every once in a while, there's a boa constrictor or a python is there, in there. Is too. there like a, a Bex, a, a Cajun place that's probably like, let's go, baby. I bet you Business there is. is booming. I, I bet you there is, man. Oh, man. Um, so if you go into it, and he, he has one at bat and one hit. The, lead, the team leader right now with one hit and one at bat is Francisco Liriano. There you go. Who? To pick him back up this year and have him as a reliever in the pen has been great. And just to talk about his statistics this year, pitching-wise, everybody thought he was washed up. Um, his ERA is at 227. He's pitched 31.2 innings, um, you know, in 31 games. So an inning a game, not bad. He's 1-1. One one. I mean, his whip's 1.2, and the average against him is 203. For a reliever, for a long reliever, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Now, if you... Also, another one, one game played, one inning pitched, one hit, and one walk. J.B. Shuck, 
J.B. Shuck's a position player who they've sent down a few times this year to Altoona. He's one of those guys that could actually come in and be a reliever for you. And I read a nice article oh, on him in the Post-Gazette. It's, it's just very, very interesting that they're going to try that because then in Major League, I think it's this year or next year, they're going to change the rule where you can have a guy who is he can be a pitcher and a position player. He will be counted as a position player, not a pitcher. So technically, you have oh, one extra player on the roster. Year, because next year they have to, they're counting pitchers, you mean. Correct. Yeah, because it's a 26-man Max 13 pitchers, you mean. So now you yeah. can have somebody who's a duel, yeah. and you will count him as a position player. So technically, you have 14 pitchers at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. And it's pretty smart what, for them Does to that do. then count that he has to be in the field when they bring him in to pitch? So I think what the issue is, no, it doesn't. So okay. from what I understanding is he has to pitch. Because teams, t- teams have done that through yeah. in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, yeah. They move a guy in for and put him in like right field or something. Exactly. Yeah, well, like that's also, that's also when they're getting crap kicked yeah. out of him, too. Um, and with Shucked, and then we'll digress off that point. I forget how many innings you need to pitch to count. Okay. And then I think it might be like thirty in or, or thirty at bats or something crazy like that. Interesting. With it. Um, so I mean, oh, we got tornado warnings all over the place. Jordy, good thing we're inside tonight. Yeah, I'm glad I walked before this. Rain I know, started. right? Glad we're doing this. Um, yeah. You know, the other guy that we have right now, he's two and two. Cal Crick. Yes, Crick like Creek, as we say in Pittsburgh. Two. 282 batting average, 24 games, uh, 22 innings pitched, good reliever. Um, and then Jordan Lyles, he has five wins this year. I mean, Tyone beat up. Is he injured right yeah, now? He yeah, he is. That's um, a bummer. I love that guy. You know, right now, if you're taking a look at it, I still could not believe. Ooh, elbow flexor. Could not believe. Who did I laugh about in the NL Central preview this year for the Pirates? Who is the one player that I said I could not believe we signed him to a minor league deal? The Milkman! The Milkman. And Melky has been having such a season. It's like Hunter Pence with the, with, the, with the Rangers. He hit it inside the parker last yeah. night. Hunter Pence, not Melky. Um, I, I cannot believe how great of a season he's having. And, and to think about it, he's played in 60 games. He has 180 at-bats, 24 runs, and 59 hits. So he's batting 328. His OPS is 816. He still is out of shape, and he's playing a great right field. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it, that's been thing. And, I mean, look at Josh Bell. His OPS is 104-2. He's batting 320. He's leading the team with 19 home runs, and they are moonshots. Yeah. That's the thing with that. Huge. It's, it, awesome. it's great. Colin Moran, who's the redheaded pickup they have, is batting 266. Marte, since he came back, has been doing great. Um, it's, it's really one of those where – you continue to have just a great, you know, it's just a great, um, oh, I, a great performance. It's a great yeah. performance, right there. And I mean, you can't, you can't really put it with that. But if we're taking a look here, and let me get back into, um, oh, now nothing's gonna work now. Now, I'm, yeah, but I mean, so this week you play Miami and Detroit. Yeah. What yeah, a nice combination. No, Once again, nobody's going to win anything. Miami, Detroit, San Diego, before having to go to, to Houston. Oh, yeah. yeah, I yeah. mean, it's – so we're taking a look at that. I, I can say with um, with the series set against the Marlins, we might take two out of three depending on how everything goes, and then Detroit will take one out of two. Yeah. Um, and then the Padres, I can see two out of three. I definitely can see two out of three for the Pirates. The Pirates, you know. I, I mean, it depends on what – Offensively, you get from San Diego. We mentioned a little bit with their pitching staff that it's pretty great. So it'd be 
intriguing to see who does what and what the pitching matchups are because their starters could stifle the Pirates a little bit. Correct. But the Pirates' offense is, is better, flat out. It, uh, it, it, it is. And and I just I just think this the Pirates are going to float between third and fifth in the division this year. Um, they might end up second in the division with all the parity. And we could get hot after the All-Star break. Yeah, um, it, it depends. I, I think third is probably the... the Spot that you'll look at because I, I really do think the cup the Cubs have been nothing but stellar since their shit start and the the Brewers as we're gonna quickly talk about in a second with yeah. hot players I mean yeah. when those guys get white hot they are incredibly that's true just in, incredibly hot and hit the shit out of the ball yeah um, but let's jump into that quickly because I know we have we have some other things we want to talk about on the Stadium Sacks and Bleacher Creatures. Oh, yeah. Hot players of the week, I think NL is, is pretty easy to pick. It's Christian Yelich. Well, I mean, yeah. he, we, we can just leave it at that. He's, he's had a great season, and, then, and he continues to get and better. Then, and then then honorable mention, or we can decide, audience can decide who picked Christian Yelich and who picked Corey Seager, because they're just, it's easy picks for the NL. Yep. AL gets a little more a little more interesting. Yep. Um, I'm And actually, Kettle Marte could have been a, uh, uh, or Kettle yep. Marte could have been a good pick in the NL, uh-huh. too. But, um I'm going to go for the AL. I'm going to go with Marcus Simeon. Okay. Who, two homers, six ribbies, batting 371. Good week from him. Oakland, a team that we wanted Greg and I to, to make a little bit of noise in the AL West, obviously, with the Astros doing so well. It's a little tough there. And Texas hanging around. Uh, they have them in third place right now. But who knows? I mean, they're they're... Technically, right outside of the wild card spot, they're tied with the Red Sox in record. So, I mean, I don't like picking DHs. Four seventeen batting average, twenty four. He's uh, ten for twenty four. Nelson Cruz with a good week in six yeah, games. He had I a mean, really good week. You know, he, he was looking at ten hits, four ding dongs, eight RBIs, five walks. I mean, six strikeouts, but he's a guy with a long swing. His OPS was a one four three four yeah. and a slug of nine seventeen. Not a bad week no, for not you know. At all. Father Time hasn't caught him quite yet, no, 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 but no, he's no. still he's still doing pretty yeah. well. It was a great week for him. Yeah. Um, over to pitching, the Roy Hobbs Cy Young of the week. Um, we'll start AL. Yeah. Um, we mentioned Justin Verlander's great week. I'm not going to pick him, even though he's yep. there, he's your strikeout leader on the week. I'm going to go. I could do Garrett Cole too. Minimum, are we going to have a minimum of innings, or are we going to say if you pitch in the last seven days? Right. I normally sort by innings, and that's how I, innings or strikeouts. Yeah. That's how I pick them, uh, and that's how I, I search. But I do. You know what? I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. 14 strikeout appearance, uh, only one run, only three three runs allowed, but one of them was earned, so he didn't pick up a win. But you know, a good a good performance from him nonetheless. Only four hits and, a, and zero walks, so nice little whip there. Um, I mean, like you mentioned before, really, really picking it up. Uh, not, not a huge surprise there. Uh, who do you got for AL though? Yanni. There you go. Not Laurel Chirinos. Yeah. Um, that's a second time this week. I've yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a lot. We're keeping it. Yeah. Um, one win, ERA of one twenty nine in two games. Uh, started to pitch fourteen innings, nine hits, two runs, two earned, two of those runs are earned, and a, and a, and a homer. Um, you know, and only three walks. You know, 13 strikeouts, though, and the whip was a 086. Mm-hmm. Great job for number 72. I love when those pitchers yeah. have them high numbers. It makes me feel good about myself. A guy that we don't really get a chance to talk no. about a ton. No, 
But both that, him and Lucas Giolito from the White Sox. I, that's the next one. A good Irish kid. Yeah. He's uh, not that. That's not an no. Irish we last so name the joke we made was that the uh, the south the South Chicago mob is like oh, oh my no. my nephew Lucas he pl- he pitches get him on the team and we no. uh, we'll forget about it we'll forget no, about no. it a little New York accent there but his only appearance uh, through s- almost eight shutout innings so got to yep. give props there NL a little more. A little more nuanced on who's there, but I'm going to go with Cole Hamels. Yep. Two wins, no ones allowed for the Cubbies. 19 Ks in 15 innings. You know, Enough I'll, said. I'll take your boy 1-1 one and one on 188 average. Yeah. Or earned run average, Zach Eflin. I mean, 14.1 innings Eflin pitched. mania, baby. You know, nine, only nine hits given up, four runs, three of those earned, one ding-dong, and five walks. Well, I know it's crazy. The 14.1 innings pitched, yep. eight of them were in his loss. Normally good. Normally good. But, so his bats could just fucking woke up. And I mean, DeGrom's, DeGrom's up there again, and, and so is Scherzer. Yes, DeGrom's figuring it out. Zach Wheeler, uh, actually, he had a shit week. Never mind. Yeah. Want to give the Mets more compliments Whoops. than I could. Whoops. Uh, stadium snacks, though. Ooh. We were talking about a little bit right off air. Not necessarily a stadium snack, but it is It is here. It, it fits in with our beer that we're having. Yes, uh, folks. Uh, Bud Light has several flavors now. Yes. It's, um, if we're you, not sponsored by them, by the we way, we are so not. This is, uh, this is, is real. This is just I, I approve this message. We had a little piece of dark chocolate, chewed yeah. that up, and then a little Bud Light orange. Great combination. Great combination. Great combination. Surprisingly good. Great taste, still filling. Oh, also not a sponsor of ours. Yes. Um, and I'm trying to think, what's it, what's something good that we could talk about here, stadium snack wise? Yeah, so I, I went on Tuesday, as I mentioned. I, I had a regular a burger. I had a regular burger. Emily went to Shake Shack. Oh. Got a Shake Shack where they put it in the Citizens Bank Park in the off season. Mm-hmm. Seemed to enjoy it. Weirdly enough, though, I don't know who makes the burgers at Shake Shack. The bun, folks, they only used a quarter of the bottom and folded it there. So no! Three quarters of this fucking bun are all over the cheese and are hanging over. It was very... Who doesn't know how to fucking put a burger on a bun? That dude or that gal? That the machine? That, that person? I hope he's Albert a machine. Albert is not making burgers. Albert? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's too busy batting right behind Trouty. Um, uh, and he, he's getting closer, man. He's yeah, doing he well. Is. He's doing well. He is doing Father well. Father Time hasn't also not cut yeah. up to Albert Pujols. Um, let's see. what ah, I haven't... I haven't been out recently at any game, so I... Any I, food you've had recently we can just throw in? I mean, you, you can't... Um, unfortunately, the Tigers at Royals at the Omaha is experiencing technical difficulties. Oh. Don't know what that means. Yeah, so we're just getting a little MLB live. Yeah, so we're watching the Yankees. MLB, and, MLB, what, what, do you, what do you think if there was MLB Red Zone? What would it be called? MLB... Strike Zone. MLB Runners and... MLB Risp. Risp. Runners and Scoring It's all in the Risp. Yeah. That's what, oh, that's not it. Uh, I don't know. MLB. Because hockey technically has it with any like, NHL, like NHL Live and everything. That's why, that's why I said MLB Live. MLB, MLB Box Score. Is that a, isn't that a channel? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, give us suggestions. Tweet us. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, bleacher creatures. Let's jump over to this. Talk to me. All right. So I got a couple good ones. Jared, for one, because we're talking about the College World Series. Yes. Did you see on Saturday night that Vanderbilt Vandy had a pitcher? Oh, that buddy! Throw a 19 strikeout no hitter 
to win the Super Regional Round and send his team to the College World yeah, Series. Yeah, that man is a studly do-right. Let's see. I'm going to look this up while you're talking about so, it. So for those that don't know, Greg and I briefly talked about the format of the NCAA, of the NCAA Baseball Tournament. Not John Rocker, Kumar Rocker. John Rocker, former Survivor player. Actually, though. And, and John this Rocker. kid looks like a gem. His parents says, unlike John Rocker, asshole. Oh, huge asshole. Uh, yeah, so the format of the, the College Baseball Tournament... It's basically four rounds of double elimination. The first and third round are four team yep. double elimination tournaments. The second and fourth round, the finals, are three game sets. So the super regionals yep. are a three game series. It was Vanderbilt and the one and only Duke Blue Devils. Hmm. Duke Blue Devils making it to the Sweet 16. Wow. Uh, technically speaking. Um, but yeah. Vandy, yeah, Duke coming out of nowhere, beating West Virginia and Texas A&M to make it there. Vandy, though, so the the Rockers no-hitter was actually game two to yeah. keep this team alive. Yep. And then Vanderbilt really shit-pumped the, the Blue Devils in game three, 13-2. No ML, per the ESPN stats and info, we're, mm-hmm. we're looking up our sources. Yeah. No MLB pitcher, and this is a quote, has struck out more than 17 during a no-hitter. Wow. Rockers no-no was also Vanderbilt's first since 1971. Okay. Rocker threw 131 pitches, a.k.a. my arm falling off, and struck out 17 of 19 in the final seven innings, including 13 of those in the last five frames. Wow. He got better with age. Wow. And the kid, and I believe this That's is— 13 to 15 outs are strikeouts. And if I'm correct— how old is this kid? I think he's like 19 or 20. I mean, that makes sense. He's in college. But, but still, like usually you you think that you're going to have an older guy. You're going to have a vet. You're yeah. not going to have somebody who's blissfully just amazing. No. I, so, before we wrap this this one up, I'm going to read you the eight teams in the College World Series. I want you to pick a champion. Can I do one Bleacher Creature real quick? I don't know if you yeah, guys after have... I, I'll do oh, yes. Yeah, 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 and then we'll go to yours. I'll look it up. Michigan, Texas Tech, <clears throat> Arkansas, Florida State... Auburn, Mississippi State, Louisville, and Vanderbilt. And who am I picking here? Just pick a winner. Mississippi State. All righty. Mississippi State, number six overall. Okay. One of five seeded teams, which are all the one seeds in the re- in the first round, to make it to the to the College World Series. What is your bleacher creature, my friend? And it, it's one where it, it's not a good bleacher creature, and. Okay. I don't know if you guys talked about it last time. Um, unfortunately, baseball has become faster. Yep. Baseball has become – it's always been a very intimate game. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. And it's also been a game oh. like like hockey, and a, yeah. you, you know where I'm going. I saw the headline of it. You pulled up. <clears throat> I think we talked – I'm not even sure if we talked about this, actually. So I saw this the other night, and I was about to go to bed, but I had to look it up. And just not out of morbid it's, curiosity, but – I have scorched a foul ball in the stands before. Yeah. I have scorched a foul or a ball right back at his pitcher. I've done it during softball. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Cubs outfielder Alberto Almaro Jr. hit a line drive into the field level. Uh, this was last week now? Yeah, it was last Sunday. Yeah, and was... unfortunately, struck a four-year-old girl. Uh, yeah. And the ball, thanks stat cast, was like 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the young lady, she was taken to the hospital. 
what I can say is there are people. She was stable, by the way. She was stable. Happy, it's a happy ending. It's a, it's a happy, happy ending. ending. The one that, that keeps getting me is everything, everything is, is great in hindsight. Hindsight's 2020. Unless we play the game in a bubble, people are going to get hurt at baseball games because mm-hmm. A, they're not paying attention. B, it's just these freak incidents and we say all the time that you need to pay attention um the cubs have a little sign that i actually have hanging up as i was looking at my phone when you said that to me yeah um, <laughs> hanging up on the bathroom and it's and it's the little cubby going watch for foul balls i got that when i was in yeah. chicago it, it, it's to look at almara Automatically go to a knee. Every player he was, stopped. He was and looked in the stance. He had to be removed from the game. He, he was, was removed, and he the rattle meter. We say it in jest. It was off the charts. Oh yeah. And for him, the emotion he had to go hug the security guard that told him that she was okay, that she went to the hospital. He broke down. Yeah. Bregman was speechless. Yep. Springer was speechless. Yep. The game stopped. Joe Madden was consoling all of them. Yep. Baseball and hockey, I can say, are the two of the major four where, and football off the field. But if something happens at a game, they're really, in my opinion, the sports where everything comes to a halt and people stop and they're concerned and they're not sure what's going on. So I know Major League Baseball is doing all they can. It was like the NHL when they first put the nets in for the pucks. For the unfortunate incident of the young lady getting struck in the head and passing away. Um, we, Jordy, we, we, we have a guest. I don't know yeah, who it so is. We, so the some of the, the, yeah, some of the amigos are coming over. Uh, my thoughts on it, yeah, I mean, I don't know where you were going if, if you were going pro or against netting. Yeah, I mean, it's something where it's a sad incident to see. And expanding the nets out, you might as well cover yeah. your bases. I know you want to say, oh, pay attention, make sure you are. There's sometimes that it's it's too freak of an incident, and this seemed to be one of those. It didn't seem to be be like the the also in Houston that yep. it was like ten years ago where the the guy d- jumped out of the way and his girlfriend got clocked in the face and they went on Oprah and she dumped him. It's yeah. not one of those. You don't remember that? They, I remember um, that dude was a jerk. Yeah, that guy was an asshole. But it's not one of those. This seemed like it was genuinely a, a freak accident. It was. It was. Um, but expanding the nets out, I'm not saying cover, cover the field around yeah. it because I think that's just going. I think if you're going past, I would say halfway between. I'd say yeah. halfway between third base and, and the the wall. Yeah. You know, wherever depends on where you start curling in and how the the field's aligned and everything. And what's you know, I don't want to say cost effective because that sounds a little more yeah. businessy but than it, it should. I just in think it's situation. one. Had the happy ending, yeah, and and it's just one I think it needs to be discussed. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah, it's, it's an important it's, thing. It's an important thing to talk about, and it's it's good you bring that up because it is. I, I think Greg and I didn't really get a chance to talk about it. And our, our friend Meg McCabe's here trying to find out where she has to hang her coat. Yeah, and it's, it's she's opened our every amiga. door, every door down here. Um, um, no, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up though because I don't think Greg and I did. Yeah. Um, so my so I have a couple others. Talk to me, buddy. One you're gonna actually love this oh. next one. The Durham Bulls have announced that for one night they are going to be the lollygaggers on the field. No, they're not. They have a jersey. For those that don't know, it's a line from Bull Durham. You guys, you lollygag around the infield. You, you lollygag your way down, down to first. You lollygag in and out of the dugout. You know what that makes you? 
lollygaggers, and they're they're playing right into it. At least they're not the gaggers. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, wow. Can't, can't come back from that wow. one. Wow. Oh, man. Your reaction, your reaction to the jersey. Oh, I haven't seen the jersey yet. All right, so here's the jersey. I'm showing it to you. Great radio. Jared getting to see the jersey. I hate the print, but I yeah. like the jersey. Yeah. I mean, it's just the Durham Bulls light blue jersey. Yeah. Um, it's almost... The, Keep going, keep going. No, it's, I was going to say, it's almost like a weird, like, seafoam blue. Like, almost, imagine the Flint Tropics from the 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 great Will Ferrell film, Semi-Pro. Oh, my God. A couple weeks ago, Altoona Curve, my Altoona Curve. Yeah. Ghostbusters night, they had Ghostbusters jerseys with you see slime the, on them and everything. Did you see that, that it was Seinfeld night at the Iron Pigs the other night? No, it wasn't. Yeah, and they had the soup Nazi there. Yeah. We need our buddy Seth here for this. Yeah. This is unfortunate right now. Wow, oh, oh, okay. Um, I sent him the picture, I'm pretty sure, of, nice. uh, of my old boss from ESPN Radio, now Fox Sports Radio, and, and a co-worker with him, uh, Matt Marcus and, and Tom Fallon. Nice. Um, if they listen, shout out to you guys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then, the, and then the Iron Pigs are going to be the John in a couple weeks. God, I saw that. I do like for a Hispanic Heritage Night, they went with, I can't remember what the frog's name is, but I was like, Rook, I was like, what is yeah. with this frog? Uh, but it's in Puerto Rico. The frog, this this little frog, is like this like the, the sign of Puerto Rico. Okay, it's like the unofficial mascot, um, and I think it's great. And uh, oh, how the hell does that happen? So I've given Jared two to pick from because we have two more that I want to talk. I want to want to chat with. I mean, I know I'm slow, slower than most. Yeah, Meg, keep your comments to yourself on that one. As she chuckles in the background. Yeah. Warner, how do you have four strikeouts in an inning? Drop third strike. And he got the first. He got the first. Son of a bitch. Yeah. How funny is that? It's a minor I, I league player. It. I love it. The Springfield Cardinals. Uh, obviously, the Card- I think it's the Springfield Cardinals. Yep. Uh, obviously, Cardinals minor league team. Yeah, four strikeout inning. Crazy that that happens for a professional team. I mean, it could um, happen in softball. Oh, that's what we need to talk about, too, after we talk yeah. about it. Yes. And then the last one I wanted to bring up, uh, and then I, then we'll talk about your softball, and then I have a segment I want you to name. I'll tell you what it is. The Tampa Bay Rays on Twitter decided to brag very randomly about their last 162 games. Okay. They are – this is as of uh, Sunday night. They their last 162 games. They were 101 and 61. The Red Sox were 98 and 64, and the Yankees were 97 and 65. Isn't that impressive, Jared? Isn't that impressive, Meg? Yes. You know what's not impressive? Not making the playoffs. Not winning a World Series. <laughs> um, As you might imagine, uh, I, they I don't got, even know what to say. To, they I got when you stop me. They got roasted on Twitter. They got boom roasted, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh. What? Some people said, "Why would you do that?" Season. Someone sent a picture of a grocery store birthday cake, saying, "Congrats, you've done it." All right, I like that. Here's that tension you ordered is one. That's probably, Ooh, that's probably the winner. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, but we do. I'm glad you brought back up because we teased at the beginning of the show. Jared, explain. So Jared umpires. We've mentioned this before on a couple podcasts. Jared, explain what happened last night. So I, I work or I work Wednesday for, night as an independent contracted umpire for the uh, lovely Philadelphia Sports League, and we would have played tonight on hashtag Let's Get Bundled. There's no hashtag in front of our name. Just threw that in there. Um, and Meeg is one of our stud 
second baseman slash outfielders. Base people? Base person? Person. Person, thank you. And I, we, I want your comment on this, too, because you probably would have lost it on this. So, First three games last night were kickball. The first game started 10 minutes late. Thus, everything was pushed back. Okay. So we start the final game at 8.35 last night. It's a softball game. The first inning... Oh, I can actually do this. I'm going to yell across the room. I had to keep the score sheet because who knows what's going to happen. So I'm keeping score. The first inning, we had your first... Pro, P-R-O is spelled in all capitals, ballers against the... Just keep speaking to the mic because you're no, walking around. No bat chicks. No those, bat chicks. Those okay. were the two teams. First inning, Sky, it was Sky Sky and White. First inning, 3-2. to two. Then it was, you got zeros, you got zeros. Then White started to make their comeback. Scored five runs, so then, you know, the next frame, Sky scores. So we're tied, fives. Well, then Sky hits th- gets three in. White gets two in. Okay, so we're going to the top of the seventh. We're supposed to s- stop the games in the last inning with about 10 minutes left. Okay. Well, we were at 12 minutes, so I'm like, we're playing. I want to get you guys a full seven in. So Sky has a nothing frame. 9.23, we start the bottom of the seventh. Seven inning game. At 9.30, the bases are loaded. There are no outs. There is a 3-1 count. And the lights went out. The lights go down in Georgia. Yes. What to do? What to do? So we talked about this a little bit. You sent me the email. You sent it to the league. So the Sky team starts losing. Like, oh, we won. And I'm like, oh, there's like five minutes left in an hour here. And I'm like, damn it. White is losing it in front of me. Some of them are good. Some of them aren't. One guy looked at him, and he's complaining that I looked too much when they had a ground rule double, and I had to go check to see where the ball was and all that. And I went, excuse me? And they're like, his players. trying to blame you. You did not tell me this. Quote, the players go, get the fuck on the bench. Well, then the captain starts giving me lip saying, oh, there's no home runs in this league. So I I emailed the league, and I said, guys, in good conscience, I cannot allow this game to end this way. Everything we hustled. I told them to hustle. We'll get the game in. This is the first time the lights have gone out. So happy ending to this is the league is working a way to play this. Literally, it could be one at bat, which I think it will be. Yeah, one at bat or two at bat. Finish that way. Let it finish that way. Yeah, Um, but because it's not like it's not like where like. You know, there's the one that comes to mind is the 2014 PGA where they were running out of light. Oh my god. And they and there was a huge controversy around this yep. of well, what, should they suspend it for a couple minutes? And it's not like you need CBS yep. to park the truck there for another day and have it go. I mean, you got Nance though; he 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 needs yeah. to be there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he has to present everything out of the giant fucking trophy of the PGA, um, NBA Finals, golf majors. But um, Man, no, I mean you. But we had talked about this. Both teams agreed to it, so there correct. shouldn't be no. There should be no question. They did the right thing. Exactly. Meg, what, what would your reaction would have been here if... Welcome, uh, Meg that, McCabe, to the podcast. Yes. Uh, what? Speaking of the mic. There you go. Sp- speak, <laughs> speak at it. What What would you have done in that situation? If I was you? If I was no, no. If you were a player, player on the team. I mean, I think that's tough. You made the right call. It's like you guys said. Everyone agreed to keep playing. There's nothing you can do. You don't know when the lights are going out. You come back, you play the inning at a later time. That's all you can do. No. And and 
Yeah, well, I mean, it was just like my luck as an umpire for PSL. I'm usually put in these positions. It's, it's just a great time. But what's the alternative? You call it early, and, and then they're pissed at you. Too yeah, then they're pissed at you for like, calling oh, it up. Have the full hour. Yeah, so correct. This way you get in the full hour. Correct. Hour, you did what you were supposed to do. Correct. So it's. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, we'll that was that's that bleacher creatures. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, no, that's basically what we've turned bleacher creatures in is wacky stories from around Major League Baseball. This story though does not necessarily qualify as wacky, so I want you to name it at the end of this. Oh, this a, is a new segment. So a new a new segment alert: a Twitter account called Vital Vegas, which seems to be a tourism account for the city of Las Vegas. It is. There is a heavily believed rumor that Rob Manfred... Actually, I'm just going to read the tweet. As we've shared, MLB rumors related to Rio site faded when previously when previous suitor dropped out. Fresh scoop. Major League Baseball plan moving forward, but on land purchased near South Point, probably a location in, in Las Vegas, Nevada, rumor is official announcement to follow World Series. Also hear rumor of, of building permits have recently reactivated for the land on Las Vegas Boulevard between Mandalay Bay and, and the M Resorts. Lots of development pending in anticipation of rumored Major League Baseball stadium project near South Point. So it seems that there is a heavy rumor that Major League Baseball will expand to at least 31 teams going to Las Vegas. What are your thoughts? So, so everybody's going to Las Vegas. Yeah, they'd be the third to go there. Vegas vacation. Yeah. Be- because, I mean, everybody's going to Vegas. Yeah. Everybody's going to Vegas. Yeah, and, and the NBA, probably, I'm all convinced. I was convinced they'd probably try to beat the, the NFL, but they're trying to get there. I, you know, it's, it's a hot ticket. It's a hot commodity. CCO Biundo is here now, too. We got everybody showing up right now. It's it's that live pod we keep talking about. So to finish up, to finish up with this. Yeah, I I think it's um, because everybody else is doing a segment, I think, or or, or what's happening now. One of the two. I I don't know. I I, I, come back to me in a week or two. Yeah. I wanted it to be around expansion because I feel like this is going to be a topic. Baseball's heavily believed to expand. Um, and I, you know, I think this will be something we'll continue to talk about. Not every week, obviously, but as, especially since this apparently won't be announced until November when the World Series ends. So, question will be now: What is the Major League Baseball team in Las Vegas called? Uh, well, they have a team that's called the Fifty Ones. Correct. Yeah. So I don't know if they just steal that or if they go something else. Um, I've always, I created a team in NHL way back in the day called the Gamblers. I've always wanted that Ooh, as a team name. I like that. I was yeah. going to say the Casinos. Casinos would be fun. Chicho, what do you think a name would be for a baseball team in Vegas? What's a good like baseball like? The what? Jacks. The, the Jacks. Jacks. Actually, that's great. I like that. And it that's could great. be a uh, Jackrabbit. Is there? Uh... Yeah, that'd be great. That that might be the winner. What do you think, Meg? No comment. No comment. Well, and what would you want thirty-two to be? Quick. Thirty-two. Yeah. When they eventually go to 32. Put a team in Vancouver. Ooh, I was going to say Nashville. Oh, ooh. I think Nashville's the answer. The Smash, I'm all about, Smashville. I'm all about, they, the sounds do very well. Oh. I'm all about that, and then you just move the Grizzlies into the center of Tennessee. Make them a four-major sports city. And they, it'd be five if, if you include the MLS. They already have a team. Um, what, so, okay. to wrap things up. Please. 
We're going to try to talk about the 13 the thirteen uh, goal game with the win- ah. with Women's World Cup and the, whether or not it was sportsmanlike. I'm all in on, on goal differential matters. People need to stop bitching, especially the Canadians, because they're... <laughs> well, no, Wait, but the Canadians are upset about oh, something? you haven't seen this? The no. Canadians are the ones that are like, these fucking Americans running up the score. Look at the women's hockey scores in the Olympics. Woof. They run up the score there, too. We do as well, yeah. but... They do. So shut up. Um, last thing. Do you have a thought on it? Or you want to keep it quick I, since now people are starting to arrive and the game is about to start. So I, I will say this. It is hard sometimes in those situations to take your foot off the accelerator. Our hockey game the other day and four of the eight teammates are here. We lost 8-2 to two and a guy scored with five seconds left on me. Yeah. Bad shot. Soft goal. I mean, I did say as I walked past them, if this was any other game, I would have fucking knocked your teeth in. And I was like, don't cross Jared. Oh, people are learning. Yes. Um, but I think in that situation, it's very hard to leave your foot off the gas, especially when the shots they were taking. It's the World Cup. They were just taking shots. It's the World Cup. They were, ta- they were, not, even, they were not trying to pick corners. They were just yeah. kicking the soccer ball, and it was just going in. Yeah. I mean, there, there was bets on whether or not Thailand would get a shot. That's, I mean, not like, I get it, like, it doesn't look good, but the goal differential matters. Mm -hmm. It's the World Cup. This is what these people train for. It happens once every four years. Alex Morgan's probably getting some sort of incentive to win the Golden Boot, so let her keep scoring. People said all the stuff like, oh, they subbed too early, they should have taken him out, all this. What are you supposed to do when they're up 3 nothing at halftime? I mean... Just stop. The last thing, though, U.S. Open. Yep. Your leaders right now, Xander Shoffley, Aaron Wise, Louis Oosthuizen, and Ricky Fowler, mm. four under, Scott Piercy, and uh, N. Lashley. I'm not, a, not, a, not aware of Nick. I, don't I almost said Nick Lachey. Um, Nick Lachey's golf? No, no, no. I nice. I, I like it, though. Uh, and then Rory, Gary Woodland, Emiliano Grillo, and Steve Straka, three under. Who do you think wins? Probably, Ma- probably Marty Straka's brother. No, yeah. um, I gotta ride Rory. Oh yeah, hot, hot hand. My man, you gotta ride my Rory. man. You got to. Yeah. Oh, I love Rory. All right, that's gonna do it for us, Jared. Thank you for hosting me in the command center. Thank our guests. Thank you guys for popping on for a quick second. It was an honor. Yes. <laughs> uh, go make sure to follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Thunderblog Sports. Just like the website, ThunderblogSports.com. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, the bullpen cart. For my man, Jared Barnes, I am the G-Man. Have a great weekend, everybody, and go Phils. Stay classy, Philly.